In the Bible, there is the name of God, Yahweh. There is the name that God gives himself, El Shaddai. And there are nicknames that other people call God, like El Elyon and Yahweh Sabaoth. Then there are these names that people give to locations to remind them of what Yahweh did there. This last category, for some reason, is often looked at as actual names of God. They are studied, put into songs, and end up in sermons, which make people think that Yahweh has all these different names. He doesn't. They are not his name. They are not even in the category of nicknames. That is not to say that they can't teach us something about Yahweh, but what we often forget as Westerners is that names have significance. To name a location about something that Yahweh did, or is, or will do, is to mark that location in a special and unique way. We get to see this especially in Ezekiel 48:35. The perimeter of the city will be six miles, and the name of that city from that day on will be Yahweh Shema. Now, this may seem like a random name for a city, especially because Shema just means there. Like, there isn't any special grammatical deep meaning to the word. So what is the significance of naming this city Yahweh Shema? Well, for that, we have to talk briefly about the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel starts with Yahweh commissioning Ezekiel to be a prophet and to proclaim condemnation against Israel. After Ezekiel does some really weird signs, he is then given this vision of the temple in Jerusalem. God essentially gives him a tour of what is happening there, showing how the people have desecrated it. At the end of this tour of depravity, Yahweh leaves the temple. This is significant because while ancient Israelites understood Yahweh as being omnipresent, the temple was seen as the place where Yahweh resided on the earth. When the priests went into the Holy of Holies each year, the understanding was that he was entering a location where he would encounter a physical manifestation of God. So for Ezekiel to see Yahweh leaving the temple meant that it showed that Yahweh had left the people of Israel. The next big portion of Ezekiel lays out why Yahweh was leaving Israel, as well as various judgments against other nations. This all leads up to the fall of Jerusalem when it was fully conquered by Babylon. Yet Ezekiel doesn't end with destruction. Following Jerusalem's fall, Ezekiel's tone shifts to that of hope as he prophesies about how Yahweh will defeat evil and renew the people of Israel. This leads up to the last section of Ezekiel, where Ezekiel is once again given a vision of a new temple in a new city. This new city and temple is a place of life, not just for Israel, but for all people. Now, everything about this city makes the reader think that this is a renewed Jerusalem, and yet it is never called Jerusalem. In fact, it is never given a name. It isn't until the last two words of Ezekiel that the name of the city is given, Yahweh Shema. This name is a promise. The Lord is there. Israel had turned its back on Yahweh. They went after other gods. They desecrated his temple. This led to Yahweh leaving them, but that didn't mean he was done with them. You see, the Bible's main story is pretty simple. Yahweh originally created humans not as some kind of side project, but to have a relationship with us, but we rejected him. Instead of rejecting us though, Yahweh set in motion a plan to reunite with us. 
This plan will come to fruition when, in a new Garden of Eden, we live in harmony with him. One day we will live in a city like no other, a city where there will be peace, a city full of joy, a city with no enemies, no strife, no death, a city where we won't have to search to find God because Yahweh Shammah.